Hey, it's Heidi Rain. Welcome back for another episode of Addiction and Codependency Breakthrough. We are going to be talking about the different ways that we enable through our codependent behavior patterns. I'm going to be breaking down one at a time, one idea at a time. So not only am I giving you like a checklist, if you do this, if you do that, if you do this, but I'm going in to say, here's how you might be doing this. Here are the ways that you might be doing this behavior. It is so important that you understand how powerful you are as a family member, as a loved one of an addict or an alcoholic to be able to not control the situation, but certainly you have massive influence when it comes to helping your loved one get well and helping your family be restored and you being restored to sanity and assault to peace uh, once again. And I know that's possible. So by the way, I've created a, a special uh, personality test just for you that is called our codependent attachment personality patterns. And this is very specific to you. Those of you who are in relationships with addicts or alcoholics or grew up in that dynamic to see which codependency pattern you resonate with the most. If you go over to HeidiRain.com, you can take that personality assessment for free as my gift to you. And I'll also look in the comments below. But for now, let's get into one of the ways that we enable, and this is probably the first and most important thing that we're going to talk about, and that is denial. Now, you might be thinking, well, I, you know, I, I don't de live in denial. I, I mean, I definitely know that there's an issue. I know there's a problem, but denial is like a spectrum all the way from complete blindness where we pretend it's not happening at all. And we, we deny when anybody says anything about it, we completely shut it down and act like nothing is going on. And the people who live over here are the people who live in that shame and fear about, you know, Know, if the neighbors, what are the Joneses going to think? I couldn't let anybody possibly know that addiction is happen happening in our dynamic. So I'm going to be in denial and just pretend I don't want to talk about it at all. Now, I remember uh, denial is one of those things where most of the people who live over there and that complete and total denial are usually parents also, in addition to people that live in high status kind of situations where if the thought of it getting out, word coming out, they would be devastated, embarrassed, or humiliated. That's one of the people who live in complete denial. Another shade of denial is people that are married to addicts or alcoholics. And this is kind of like in this middle area where you know it's an issue, but you downplay the severity of the issue. You're in denial about how bad it actually is. You compare the addict or alcoholic to other people. Well, at least they're not. You watch intervention and you're like, thank God. Well, it, honey, it ain't that bad. You know, mine's a functioning alcoholic or mine's a, a high functioning alcoholic or an overachieving alcoholic or addict, or they only use prescription medication, you know, whatever it is, there's this element of denial that it's even an issue or how bad it really is. And that comparison is really one of the number one tools we use to live in a space of denial. And then the last position that we're in is the addict or alcoholic is in denial and we're trying to penetrate them. And then we co-sign their denial. So let's go in the middle here today. This is really where I want to talk about the most about the, or you're not in denial at all. And they're in denial. That's what I mean, right? There's no denial at all. So that's the spectrum severe to moderate or intermediate denial. And I'm talking to you who's in the intermediate kind of category, uh, moderate denial. 
why are you doing that? First of all, let me just tell you, I know that you're doing this for a very good reason. And what is the reason for most of us? It's protection. We think we're doing it out of love. All right. If I asked you, if I said, Hey, why are you denying how bad it is? You would say, well, Heidi, I love them. I only want to see, in fact, they're two different people. There's the good alcoholic and the bad alcoholic. There's when he's sober or when they're high and you know, you do this dance of separation or splitting, which is very common when you're dealing with an African alcoholic. And so then you, you pretend that it's not happening because you only think about the times when this person is well, and you say it's out of love because you're holding the vision of this person. You're holding the potential of this person, of who you know they could be and who you want them to be in your life for you. And you think you're doing that out of the most loving possible place. And I get that. Listen, when I was growing up with my dad, who was an alcoholic, there were many times where my stepmom, who loved him completely, I mean, she's a woman of the Lord. And so many, by the way, I know of us, I've dealt with a lot of people who have that gray area between, you know, our sometimes our spirituality can even get in the way of this denial where we're like, I don't even want to speak the negativity. I don't even want to speak of their addiction. I'm only speaking healing. I'm only speaking recovery. I'm only, or the, if you're a manifestation person, instead of a born again person, you know, you might be saying, well, I'm only going to speak into existence what I want to call in. And I refuse to focus on the addiction and only focus on their recovery. And both of these things are a monumental mistake in my mind, because <clears throat> The way that we're able to heal and break through from any problem in our life, step number one is radical acceptance of the situation that we're in. That's why when people go into recovery, the first step is surrender. It's like, yeah, the jig is up. I got an issue, right? We also have to, to surrender to this problem and make it known to ourselves that it's an issue. So the, the, the point is, is that, you know, my stepmom, though she loved him so much and was holding that higher uh, vision for him and inadvertently was co-signing the bullshit. All right. Co-signing the bullshit. I mean, I remember one time and this happened so many times <clears throat> where my dad would like get into accidents himself, like fall down a lot or hurt his knuckles or, you know, I don't even know what he would do. Get mad. Maybe I, I have no idea, but it's when there were many times where he was like, you know, accident prone. And one day he fell on the steps. He fell on the steps going downstairs to bed. He was drunker than five ways till Tuesday. I mean, he was absolutely snookered and he fell on the steps and like was bloody. And my stepmom called down the stairs. <laughs> I'll never forget. And she was like, honey, did you take your blood pressure medicine today? You know, and I'm looking at her like she's got three heads. I'm saying, you know, hey, he's drunk. And, and, and then is he drunk? I didn't see him drink that much today. He only had a couple of drinks. He didn't have his normal drinks. And so there's this downplay, this minimization. So we think it's out of love. We want to paint the most loving picture we can of somebody. We want to keep them in high status. We want to hold them in high regard, but it's really not out of love that we're doing this. If we're really honest with ourselves, right? It's out of fear. And we all know we're either working out of love or out of fear all the time. And the fear is this. If I come out of denial, my life's going to change. If that's what every addict or alcoholic thinks to themselves, if I come out of denial, I'm going to have to do something here. If I come out of denial, my relationship 
might not be the relationship for me. And I might have to make some changes in my life. And I know that that is scary as hell. And so sometimes it's easier to do this and cover your eyes or, or just like a half view versus going into something eyes wide open. But here's the truth. If you have any shot at all, at creating the relationship that you know you want, that you know this split person is capable of giving you. The only way to it, the road to it is paved with truth. You cannot afford to live in denial in any way, shape, or form if you are going to cut through the bullshit on the road home to sanity and peace and and reuniting your family and helping everybody become as healthy as possible. We have to be eyes wide open. We have to come out of denial. How about you? When you're listening to this episode today, I want you to wonder to yourself, what are the ways that you live in denial about what's happening? How are you maybe covering up, which we'll get to other ways that we do this, how we cover up, and these are more intense ways that our codependency comes through. But how are you in denial about it? When your friends ask what's going on, are you hesitant to share because you're, you want to keep the image and protect the image of the person you're with? Your own family is asking you what's going on here. And you're afraid to say to the person, yeah, Dan's drinking or, or, you know, Beth is high or, or whatever it is, because you don't want the family to see your family or see that person differently. And you're in this protection mode. And that denial is costing you emotional, psychological support, where if you're not recognizing it, then you don't have the help you need. You don't have somebody coming alongside of you. Now, I know that you are a little out of denial and you're in that middle spectrum and not in full ass denial. How do I know that? Because you're here. You're listening to this podcast or you are watching this episode and you are saying to yourself, I know that they have an issue. In fact, sometimes it bothers me so much when they're in denial. I don't, I don't want to come out of denial. I want them to come out of denial and just admit what's going on. And then, and then our world will be a great, but you have to be on that same page. Awareness is the very first step to the ways in which you are protecting your loved one who is actively hurting you and the entire family. Now, I have a bunch of resources for you that I'd like to make available to you so that you can start your healing journey. One of them is just to get a beat on where your codependency lies. And that's in that free assessment that you can take over at HeidiRain.com. Another way is to look at some of the courses that we have to be able to support you on your journey, how to set boundaries with an addict. Uh, we also have coaching. Uh, you can actually well, it's the time I'm filming this, so I don't know if it's available now, but for a very limited time, you can book a one-on-one -on -one with me. I have opened up my schedule just to, to see some people one-on-one. -on -one. If that's not available, I apologize. That was the limited time. Uh, but we also have other group coaching containers that you can ask about as well. And I just want to encourage you and take the next step. You, don't, you do not have to suffer uh, with this all by yourself. You feel like you carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. You have to keep all the balls up in the air. You have to make sure everything's looking good from the outside looking in. And meanwhile, behind closed doors, it is completely falling apart. You can't do that for so, you can only do that for so long. You can't do that forever until you end up feeling anxious all night long. You're wondering when is the ball going to drop? When is the jig going to be up? You feel overwhelmed by the sheer burden of carrying everything that you're carrying. So, you know, just that, that sheer feeling of anxiety alone is enough to, to, 
So I want to, for me to encourage you to, to get some help in your healing journey. So if this has been helpful for you, do us a huge favor, leave a like for us and, and leave a comment. It helps us help more people. It helps this video get seen. You probably want to subscribe if you haven't subscribed already and get the notification. So you can see when I put out a new sermon or lesson for us uh, every week I do sometimes multiple times a week. And I just want to encourage you to uh, take the, the very first step, which is taking that assessment to see how your codependency could be playing a role in so enabling addiction versus supporting recovery. And I love you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. Take excellent care of yourself. Bye.